and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You ever watch football and uh, the quarterback pulls an audible? You know what audible is? It's like the coach calls in a play and the quarterback's looking at the line and he sees what's going on out there with the defense and he says, we need a different play. So I would like permission to call an audible today. So um, the, the plan was that today was going to kick off our stewardship series. And as you can tell from the scripture readings, we're going to talk about stewarding creation. That was going to be the theme for the day. Uh, but I have to pull an audible because this past week, uh, I've been dealing a lot with the issue of depression and suicide this whole week. Um, and so uh, as I was preparing for the message, I thought, you know what, I, I need to pull an audible. So here's the sermon I was going to prepare for you today. God made everything very good. And when we fell, when humanity fell, everything broke. We're broken and creation's broken. Tsunamis, earthquakes, hurricanes, it's all a sign of creation that is broken. But here's the good news. Because Jesus made everything, Jesus didn't just die on the cross to save you. Jesus died on the cross to save all creation of which you are the high point and the pinnacle of. But when we talk about stewarding, it means all creation. Because one day, as we heard in Revelation chapter 21, God will make all things new and perfect and right. And if you think things are good now and it's beautiful out there right now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Winston Churchill has this great saying. He says, when I get to heaven, I'm going to take a million years just to paint the colors. Heaven is, is, is that good. Paradise is that great. And when God talks about creation and redemption, redemption is more than just you, but of course it's you, but it's all creation. That was the sermon I was going to preach. All right, so now we're moving on. Um, I first uh, learned and got firsthand experience with this topic of, of depression and suicide about 15 years ago when I served in California. And I was in my office and this guy walks into my office, he's a firefighter, and he says, uh, do you have time to talk? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. So he sits down, and he's kind of talking, he's talking in circles, like, and he's basically saying his wife's struggling. I'm like, okay, all right, well, maybe we can meet with her and talk about this. And, and finally, about a half hour later, he says, "Why? Well, I found this in the bathroom in her drawer. And he shows me this, this note. And the note says, I can't do this anymore. Uh, life's not worth living. I'm so sorry. I said, where's your wife? She said, he said, well, she's teaching. She's a middle school teacher. In fact, I just got an award for best middle school teacher in the district. I said, we need to go find her now. So we drove to the school, and we got there about 10 minutes before class got out. She dismissed, and we're standing in the back of the classroom. She dismisses the kids, and she looks at us and she says, why are you here? And I said, well, we, we, you know, your husband found this note in your bathroom and we got really worried. And she said, well, I was, had my running clothes, I was going to take a run, and I had these sleeping pills. I was going to end my life today. I said, well, let's go to the, the mental health clinic. we got to go now. And she was really mad at me. But today, her kids are in high school, she's alive, she still struggles with depression, but there's hope. 
And she's doing better. She's doing better. And so what I wanted to talk about today was this issue of, of depression and, and suicide. It's a big issue in Eagle County. Eagle County, the rate of suicide in Eagle County is double the state average. It's double the state average. And no one's not quite sure exactly why. That's just how it is. In the past six years, uh, calls to Mind Springs Mental Health to their suicide hotline have increased 367%. So it's, it's an issue. And I was thinking, there's some ideas in our ballot about how to handle this, but I thought a good way to handle this is if I equip you on how to serve those who are going through a tough time. And so that's what the sermon's going to be about today. It's just going to be about equipping you. It's not my favorite type of sermon to preach. I really like talking about Jesus a lot. But I thought, we've got to pull an audible here. We've got to talk about this. And so... We're going to talk about three questions. And if you're talking with someone, and they seem pretty down, they're just down, you, there's three questions you can ask. If you're just, I'm not sure, uh, you just, just ask these questions. And you're going to feel funny asking them. And you approach it like this. You say, you know what? I feel funny asking you this, but I really care about you. And I just need to make sure. I just want to check on stuff, Okay. And so I need to ask you this question here. The first question you want to ask is this. Are you thinking about taking your life? It's not a comfortable question to ask, right? You never want to ask your friend this question. Are you thinking about taking your life? But it's a critical question. And don't have and haw around it. Don't go, well, I was wondering if you're really depressed. I was wondering if you're, I mean, how bad exactly are you feeling? Just ask the question. I love you, I care for you, I, I just got to know, are you thinking about taking your life? And the person might go, no, are you kidding me? I'm, I'm bad, I'm not that bad, right? And you go, okay, great, I just, I just need to check, I just needed to check, I just need to know these things. But the person might say, yeah, yeah, I've thought about it. And if they go, if they do say that, you kind of move on to the next question, which is this. It there. If you were to take your life, how would you do it? If you were to take your life, how would you do it? And the person says, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. You go, okay, so you're, you're, you're feeling pretty bad. You, you need some help, but you're, you're not critical. You're not critical. But the person says, well, I, I gotta, I've been stashing sleeping pills. Or I, I have a gun. There's a plan. Right, they thought about how they would do it. There's a plan in place. And if that's the case, you go on to the next question, which is this. If you were to take your life, when would you do it? Do you know when? And at this point, the person might go, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really going to do it. I, I just, I'm, I'm down, but I'm not going to do it. You go, okay, okay. So you know, they're, they're in a really bad place. They need help, but it's not critical, critical, right? But the person might say, well, I, I do it when the kids are at school. Or my husband has a business trip and it's going to be gone. Or my wife's going to be gone at some, some event. I, I would probably do it then. If you hear those question answers like that, you say, you know what, I love you. And I'm going to call 911. At this point, the person might get mad at you. And that's okay. 
Because you'd rather have them mad and alive than not mad and not alive. And if you're going to make a mistake, make a mistake on mad and alive. All right? Sometimes God doesn't call you to be nice. God calls you to be helpful. And so you call 911. Just call 911 immediately. And they'll come out, or you just say, you know what, we're going to go to the emergency room together. I'm going to take you right in right now. We're going right in. If you know where to take the person, there's a place at Grand Junction you can go. It's Mind Springs Mental Health. You can drive them straight there. Again, they're not going to like you. And you don't care because you care too much about them. Okay? Those are the three questions. Some steps to take. First step is this. You might want to call the suicide hotline together. So if they're, they're in a bad place, but they're not like have a, a definite plan or a definite time frame, say, let's call the suicide hotline together. It's, it's, on, the, it's on the website. The number is 888-207-4004. You, don't, you can write that down. You can listen to the sermon on the podcast. You can uh, call 911. They have that number at 911. They can give it to you. Just say, hey, we can just do this together. We're going to do it together. Don't make them say, so you're going to call, right? Don't do that, because they, they probably won't call. Right? So just, we're going to do it together. We're going to do it together. Make a counseling appointment together. Flip that back there, Zach. It's, it's going crazy again. Flip that back again, Zach. It's going really crazy. There you go. You know, keep on going back, Zach. I don't know what it's doing right now. But there's the sermon. There, we're, we're all done. There we go. You got that, right? Okay. Hallelujah. Man, it's awesome. So what to do? So the first is you, you call the suicide hotline together. Second is to make a counseling appointment together. Say, let's call someone who can help help you out. Let's do this call together. All right? Because the person's going to go, yeah, I'll make the call. And they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Because if they had a good sense of hope, they would make the call already. But right now they're feeling things are hopeless, so why make the call? So you, you do it together. So let's make the call together. You may even say, let's make a doctor's appointment together. A lot of times the cause of depression is, is medical. And so you say, let's, let's call your doctor. Let's call a doctor. Let's go to the emergency room. Let's talk about this. We're going together. All right? And so you do that. The next one's huge. They're not going to like this one either. Remove all drugs, alcohol, knives, and guns from the home. Take them out. Again, the person's going to be mad at you when you do this. Probably. And you say, you know what? I love you. This is not permanent. You're getting all this stuff back. But just for right now, I'm taking this. Because I love you. And you just do it. You just do it. Imagine. Imagine if, um, oh, what's a good illustration? Imagine if uh, there was someone who uh, just learned to drive. Right? They just got their license. And you said, you know what? Here is this Ferrari Testarossa. It goes from zero to a thousand miles per hour in 2.6 seconds. And here are the keys. Enjoy. Have a great time. Right? That might be a little irresponsible. That might be a little dangerous. 
If someone is, is, is depressed, maybe not suicidal, but just depressed, you say, you know what? I love you. I'm not going to give you the keys to what can hurt you. And so, because I love you, I'm going to go through your house, I'm going to take this stuff out of your house. Anything that could hurt you. I'm just going to take it. For a while. And when you're feeling better, I'm going to give it all right back. Another one's ask for commitment. You say to the person, you know what, I love you. If things change and things get more serious for you, will you promise